for God, for country, for truth, for justice, for the republic, neocrusader.com. Hi, thanks for clicking play. I really appreciate it. Today is November the 22nd, 2018, and uh, being that it is Thanksgiving, I uh, have in store for you more turkey than you can shake a drumstick at. <laughs> yes, um, two hours of uh, actually me being interviewed by the uh, lovely and uh, talented Lovey Cooper. Uh, Lovey is a contributing editor with uh, 100 Days in Appalachia, and uh, her bio, uh, she's uh, born and raised in rural North Carolina. Uh, Lovey is a graduate of the School of Journalism at Appalachia State University, and in recent years she has contributed to award-winning projects and reports tackling issues of poverty and equality in America's K-12 education system. She's worked to increase uh, the ease of access uh, to federal and state policy experts and uh, public information for journalists at small and large outlets nationwide. Her work appears in The Atlantic, Vice, Rewire News, and uh, Education Week, among others. Uh, she currently serves as uh, a fellow with Scalawag Magazine and is the voice behind This Week in the South newsletter. So... Um, Basically, Lovey contacted me um, and requested an interview um, in, uh, I guess, regards to what um, I had put out about the whole uh, fake news at the Bechtel Summit episode, um, where I had some uh, some opinions on uh, socialism and uh, kind of what had gone on and who was there at the at the uh, summit that day. Which I'll link to, uh, you know, on, on the uh, on the web page. But you know, uh, she was um, at the same time uh, an associate of hers was actually recording uh, an interview with Elliot Pritt. So uh, a- as of this recording, I have not heard um, uh, if there is any type of. Uh, uh, article out. I have done some searching. I, I haven't seen anything. I have not, uh, you know, contacted uh, Lovey. So, um, but um, I'm going to go ahead and put this out because uh, I, it's kind of interesting. Uh, this interview was recorded pre uh, banning of, con- you know, uh, info wars on uh, social media, uh, which we discuss a little bit. Um, this was, uh, you know, recorded before, obviously, the election. And, uh, you know, because of uh, people going out and actually 
you know, getting involved. We we defeated what what I believe were two radical socialist policies, two radical socialist um, uh, representatives who who wanted to get into, um, you know, the uh, the system and mold it in in that fashion. And and you know, like I said in the interview, I, I, we've been down that road. But um, yeah, I just uh, I, I really. Uh, you know, in listening and, and making notes for this episode, you know, I realize that sometimes I, I talk a good game, but uh, I don't always walk, um, you know, as, as good of a, a game. And, um, you know, I, I hold myself accountable to that. Um, you know, we, you know, I, I talk about the opioid crisis and, and there's more I could have done in my own family and in my own friends that, uh, maybe would have changed things uh, decades ago. But um, sometimes we, I guess we don't see things maybe when they're that close, or maybe maybe we see it and, and we want to shut it out. I don't know. Um, but I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, over two hours, I'm going to uh, post lots of links and um, you know information on what I talk about in the interview. And if, if there's something you want to maybe discuss, feel free to get in touch with me. Um, my, my contact information is, is readily available. So um, without further ado, I am going to uh, take you to the interview. Touch more, and then we'll be good. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have the... Well, yeah. obviously, you heard the audio. <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still getting my levels right. No, but. I mean, it's good. It sounds good to me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess something that we're just kind of asking all the folks that we're talking to at the start is just kind of, in your own words, describe your political stance or how you want to be identified, and then maybe if there's any terms that you resent or you disagree with that people might assign to you. Um, that's really the heart of what we're getting at. I, my political stance, my affiliation is I'm a Republican. I'm yeah. a staunch Republican. Um and that comes from actually just um, life experience. Um, in 2007, uh, I was more honestly. I, I I just I had never voted in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't believe that your vote at the end of the day actually mattered. Um, I didn't have a buy-in for any one specific mm-hmm. um, uh, group or and. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I was more laissez-faire than than I just I just wanted to be left alone to life, you know, just to pursue my own happiness. But um, you know that that um, that sort of uh, ended when uh, I, I worked for a call center here in West Virginia, and we did political calling, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, started to look into the Obama campaign. I did a lot of calling for the Obama campaign, but I didn't, again, I, I was more of a, uh, a sort of a mercenary. Um, I just basically got paid $10 an hour to, to sit in, in a pod and, and make calls. Yeah. And so that's, um, you know, that's how I started. Um, as I looked at the things that uh, President Obama said, I mean, a lot sounded good. Um, you know, I think at the time a lot of people were fed up mm-hmm. with with the status quo and they wanted change. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, though, um, I think what we were sold and what we actually received were two different things mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. And, and I began to see 
um, I, I began to understand how not having a uh, it, whether you, whether you have a dog in the fight or not, whether you think you do, you mm-hmm. you do. So, um, and then you know, I, I began to actually take a closer look at at what party actually aligned more with me, and and maybe even back uh, looking as a child as I was growing up you know, what administrations were we better off in? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so um, that's sort of how I, I um, have come to align myself. Uh, my number one politically hot button is um, the the um, right to life, the, the, the pro-life mm-hmm. section of it. Um, and then um, uh, right behind that would be the... the Actually, maybe even neck and neck, but the um, the stifling of the the church is making a church a five hundred one c three corporation, mm-hmm. a nonprofit uh, entity as opposed to a, a church. Mm-hmm. And I have a real problem. And I'm not attacking the congregation. I'm not attacking pastors and preachers, but um, I, I feel that that it's been a, there's been a chilling effect um, in the church, and. Um, They've kind of been stifled through through that, um, and and you know the precedent is there for five hundred one c three organizations and and the the lowest learner stuff. How how you know if if you have just the wrong people, maybe even not a conspiracy, but just the wrong people um, with too much power, mm-hmm. how that can go bad. Um, I think we I think we were all witness to that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's why I do what I do. Yeah. So are there any terms, then just like the second half of that question, like any terms that you would <coughs> resent or disagree with people assigning to you or your politics? Like if someone just kind of stumbled on your site or stumbled on your Facebook page? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, actually, when I, in, I guess in 14, when I first sort of launched this idea that I was going to actually uh, run my mouth and record it and yeah. put it on the, on the web... Um, uh my uh my dad asked me one day he said what what does what is neo crusader he said are you he said does that and i guess my aunt had sort of asked him what what is the what is the are you a are you neo nazi what are you what are you doing basically and i said no um you know that's um you know i i didn't want to be confused with because i used the term crusader i didn't want to be confused with um with the crusades and the attack on on you know the muslims and you know the the whole i mean that you know centuries ago that it's not that it's not the same crusade um it's a uh, it's a it's a different um it's a different movement um and so the you know the the neo would just signify that it was a new thing um the crusade uh, this was given to me by my grandmother. She always called me her little crusader, and it was published by by Crus- you know crusade and, and that's that's sort of how I came up with the name um, but as far as i mean the only people I, I really you know people talk about the right and then the the alt right and then the i mean I think we kind of um if we allow ourselves to be lumped into that paradigm. Then it's um, you know into those categories. Then how do we um, how do we 
how do we ever understand what what's really what's really true? I mean, I'm I you know I'm I'm not alt right. I'm not. I mean, I'm right in the in the. I guess philosophy that, you know, I want to conserve what we uh, as Americans have: life, liberty, and the pursuit mm-hmm. of happiness. I want sovereignty for our nation. Um, I want. Uh, you know, an agreement upon you know where our borders lie, where our you know uh, you know what ha- the language that we use to to communicate those ideas and and not not to control speech, but but so that everybody understands. Mm-hmm. Um, on I don't know if you listen to the episode politics in the pulpit, mm-hmm. but um, it was um, you, you know we, you just. It's a different. I mean, even the left now, the quote-unquote left, are not the same left that my grandparents were when they were leftists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think those ideas have been hijacked, and then they've been used to sort of manipulate us and and make us believe that we have to be on one side or the other completely all the time. Um, there, there are good ideas on both sides. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, when, when I was going to college, um, you know, uh, I had a, a professor in, in a political science class say, you know, on the right, you know, the, the difference between what America has and what, what the rest of the world has is America, you know, a lot of people looking from the outside in at the time in the early 90s, you know, we didn't really have a, there wasn't so much of a, a difference between right and left, uh, uh, just a little bit of ideology, how we got there. And then, you know, all of a sudden, sort of, I guess, the progressive movements and everybody sort of uh, went their own way, you know, and, and sort of are pushing farther left and farther right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because somebody claims, you know, I, I mean, I think you had mentioned, you know, uh, you would ask, and well, maybe we'll get into that here in a little bit. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think a, I was at a, I was at a Trump rally when the president was uh, in Charleston, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe what bothers me when, when I mean, I was called stupid. I stood in the rain with, um, with families, um, children, you know, under umbrellas, and and we all just were trying to get into the into the civic center. And there were protesters out there spitting at us, cursing, you know, um, all this hatred. And, and hatred breeds hatred. Um, and and so, yeah, I mean, those type of things, um, I've, I've heard um, someone post... Uh, uh, someone posted the other day. I mean, just just the, it's not so much a label as as the just the the things they say, the nasty comments, you know, the rednecks and what what is it, deplorables and smelly smelly redneck hillbillies and and everything like that. And and I resent the term hillbilly. I'm I'm an Appalachian American, and so that's that's how I identify. So, yeah. <laughs> but so I don't think that's very PC to use the term hillbilly. But, <laughs> but no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sure. yeah. Well, so this might be a little bit of a tangent, but you just mentioned about um, you know you're not alt right and all of that. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on the Unite the Right rally and how there's a round two coming up next month? Hashtag not my protest. Yeah. So I mean you know I, I again uh, the. The, you know, the, as far as, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, you have a guy who is an admitted white supremacist. You have a guy who is a, um, 
you know, it's just they were at one point, um, wasn't one of the organizers at one point sort of far left. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it kind of makes it, it, or would it, would that possibly be a straw man? I mean, is, is that making, maybe making a, a straw man out of the actual movement, the actual conservative movement? Just, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think, and I do, I, I have really had my eyes open, um, as far as I've just become very active in, in, in just helping elect conservative leadership here in West Virginia. And um, so I, I go out and I knock doors and um, I talk to people. And those, you know, I see a lot of um, people who were labeled on my on my app hard, hard Democrat, hard Democrat. Mm -hmm. And they they all tell me the same thing i mean it's it's it, they tell me the same thing you know i i am a democrat but my party left me and um you know maybe maybe that's you know not the you know maybe maybe there it's it is a different demographic here in in west virginia but um you know i so I, there are some people out there that are are far left who aren't progressive you know, had you know, produce a, a, a progressive, crazy, you know, far left socialist policy. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, I mean, I, I don't know if I even answered your mm -hmm. question with that. But, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, do you do you buy in at all to that idea of the the horseshoe theory of of folks, kind of the further extreme you get on either side, kind of the more similar they become. Um, <laughs> in, in, in a manner, mm -hmm. um, I guess maybe that you know, I, I guess. Um, you know, at at the end of the day, um, sort of, and I'm not calling you know the right anybody on the right or the left. I'm just I'm just using something I've seen on National Geographic. But when you get a bunch of chimpanzees together, and one starts raising cane and and throwing a fit, then they all sort of um, you know. And again, it's 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 infectious. Whether it's hate or or excitability, um, even here in the dealership. I mean. Um, you build up on that customer's desire to to want to smell a new car. I mean, it's it's just a subconscious thing, and then it it plays out. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, we we all. It, it, I mean, we might sound a little different in what we're we're saying, but um, and again, uh, um, what I was going to get at with the uh, the politics and the pulpit thing I was talking about earlier. Um, um, a gentleman named Stephen Stover that I interviewed on my on my podcast. He 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 made a really good point. Um, you know the the term Babylon means confusion, mm. and so um, you know it, it, in in a way when you have so many voices and so much out there and in news and and you literally have to stop you it, you can't just in my grandpa's days he used to get a newspaper every day and I'd play at his feet when I was a kid. You know, he would watch me through the day, and I'd play at his feet. He'd start out with the newspaper and coffee, and he never really took for granted that w what was on that paper had, you know, was anything but fact-based, you know. And, and then, you know, if it was an opinion piece, it was, you know, labeled as an opinion piece. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now, now everything that we do, we have to sort of... Um, cross-reference and look at and say hey is this is this real even and where does this come from who put this out what's the earliest um you know what's the earliest place this you know this hit the net or what you know i mean 
and it, it really just sort of by the time you have the answer, you sort of forget what the question is. So, so where in all of that chaos that you saw forming did you decide, well, hey, I want to get in on that <laughs> and have my own show? <laughs> um, it started, um, well, well, okay, um, I was spurred, and it, 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 I guess my first eye-opening experience was, I mean, I, I, was, I was raised in a Pentecostal church. I would hear things, you know, about, you know, this, this coming one-world government and this, you know, all, all of this. And um, then I, I went to college, and, um, you know, it was in the earlier days after Al Gore invented the Internet. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would go across to the library and just, just sort of hop on the, the computer. One day I, I would just take terms, I would search them, and then I would just surf on whatever I could find. Um, and uh, for, some, for some reason, it was, it was probably because it was around October when I did it, um, I typed in Mark of the Beast. And um, that led me down a whole path of, you know, things. And, and um, it got to the point where I sort of had fatigue, and, and so I let it all go. And then um, I started doing security. And um, after, after 9-11, I, I would sit in these deep, dark West Virginia hollers and um, nothing but me and a, a flashlight and a radio. And, and so I would listen to a lot of talk radio. And this crazy man comes on, and um, <clears throat> he would he would talk about you know all of these things, nine eleven, and and you know just just all of these different things, and he would you know just so many things. Again, it was just information overload, and there was a lot of energy, and and so you know that's sort of how I was introduced to the Alex Jones and the you know the Truther movements and everything like that. Um, but um, you know, I, I just basically uh, uh, would go in and out again. I, I fatigue really easily, and so after I I see too much or or you know I hear too much, I, I need a break from it. So I went in and out of it. Um, you know, I looked at it sort of as as sensationalism. Um, I didn't really know much about him, but um, you know, so uh, again, I just started going off of. Well, what did I see? Uh, what what things did I see or hear him say that I actually saw happen? Or when I heard something, you know, and and that was sort of my first experience with sort of a, a um, alternative news as well. Um, so, I, you know, why wasn't I seeing certain things on CNN that he was talking about? Um, and, and so it just sort of that just sort of evolved in in. Um, you know how I, I, I got, um, I guess into into being um, more political. Why why am I taking a stand though? It probably started. Um, I was on my way to work, and I worked for a competitor at the time. Uh, this building wasn't here; the, the company wasn't here at the time. But um, I was on my way to work, and this very bridge that you got off of. Mm. Um, I was at the stoplight, and I was heading uh, I was heading into Beckley, and. I saw this guy pulling a woman out of her car by her neck, and there was a crowd of people, and everybody was standing around, but nobody was helping the woman. And so um, I pulled over. Um, I made a conscious decision to leave my pistol in the car because it, it looked bad. I, I said a real quick prayer. I turned on my camera, and I went out. And um, 
I feel that God intervened. He was he was a a big guy. Um, he obviously had the had the ability and the you know the tendency to to get violent because he did after the the law after law enforcement got there. Um, and I just I just walked to the woman and and I said, "Hey, are you okay?" And she had tears in her face. Her face was really red. You could, she was blotched where he had his hands around her neck. And she said, "You can go. He's he's my son." And I it just I was like, "My God." And and then I said, "No, I'm I'm not. You know, this." Then it became a family matter. But uh, you know, but I, I said, you know, I said, "No, ma'am, I'm I'm going to stay until a police officer gets here." And and that's actually I have the video on my website as well. Um, but. And that's sort of what spurred me because it, uh, that day um, there were there were there was a woman who who thanked me on camera, um, you know, who who thanked me. She said, you know, I, I thank you for doing it. I would have done something, but I was afraid that he would uh, assault me like that. And then I had a, a, a actually what I consider our greatest generation, um, you know the term the, the greatest generation. I had a World War II vet, um, a former deputy sheriff, mm. who sat in his truck. He was he was old, he was elderly though, but he stopped and thanked me for for taking a stand. And um, at that point, it sort of drove home that I mean, and I didn't do anything but stand there. Mm. All I was was willing to to make a stand. And um, and from that point on, um, you know, it just, I, I guess um, I live right outside the Bechtel Reserve. Um, and during that time, uh, we were about to have our first jamboree and more of the, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't want to call it fake news um, I, because I don't believe it. It was f- fake news, um, but... Um, I think uh, it was the Nevada gubernatorial candidate at the time. He was um, he he came out. He maybe he tweeted or, or posted something somewhere. I don't know if you recall about a um, about a um, a uh, cas- mass casualty drill happening mm-hmm. with the scouts at the Bechtel summit. Now that was you know uh, that was covered you know on Infowars and and across different platforms, but. You know, at the same time, I was seeing. Um, you know, they were running Operation Ridge Runner. They were oper- They were running um, Sentry Shield, and my the former high school that I went to had sort of been converted over to a um, a um, makeshift uh, base of operations. Basically, the Army Corps of Engineers, I believe, were there, and and um, you know, a lot was happening in that area at the time uh, with the construction of the the summit, but. Um, Every day, every hour upon the hour, I had Blackhawks flying over my my head, and um, you know, and and to the military's credit, um, every uniformed soldier was uh, polite when you would run into them. I mean, it, it gave us a little shot in the arm as far as uh, it, economically um, to some of the businesses there in Mount Hope. But every every uniformed soldier was polite, um, you know, and it, and it, it was. It, but it was just sort of um, ominous to to hear a helicopter go over your head every hour upon the hour and know that it's you know that yeah they're running drills they're training um, here for you know situations abroad or or domestically 
and it, it just sort of it sort of opened my eyes. Um, I went to the um, the press briefing right. Well, it wasn't just it was a public briefing um, that the press was at, but um, they were having one final briefing right before the jamboree. Now, during that time, we were under martial law. Um, there was um, some form of law enforcement at every intersection, uh, you know, and, and I understand the need for safety, but at the same time, I, I was going in, I went in and I, I listened to the, you know, the briefing there, the, the public briefing, and um, I guess as a reporter, when you talk to people, do you ever get a response, one response, but in your gut, you feel like mm-hmm. something else is below the surface. Yeah. So there were people there, you know, the, the media was asking questions like, hey, how is parking going to go? And hey, where do people do this? And where do people do that? And I understand that, you know, the, that sort of, and maybe maybe the majority of people's minds don't think the way I do. But, um, you know, nobody was asking, hey, what about this mass casualty drill that was going on? I mean, they were, they were, they made plenty of reference to there's no bunker at the, you know, a lot of people in the area, I don't know how much the lore that you've heard, but, you know, there's supposedly this bunker mm-hmm. and part of it's a military part, you know, base, part of it's a, I, I don't, you know, all of that, but I, I just, I just wanted to hear from somebody, you know, yay or nay, are you going to be running a mass casualty drill? That way, if I see it, um, you know, there, I, I don't know how far you look into quote unquote conspiracy, but when there are shootings, a lot of times they coincide with casualty drills. And if that's going on, I, I, I think that probably is the number one question that needs to be asked. Yeah. And so as soon as I did, um, the, I believe he was a Lieutenant Colonel. I, I apologize. I can't recall his name, but his head turned around. I mean, like he was sitting on, on the, in the gymnasium, um, in the bleachers. And I, I always, just for, just for reminiscent, I, I usually, I went and I sat where I would normally sit in high school. So I was at the top of the bleachers. <laughs> he was at the, the, you know, the front. He, his head snapped like that. He almost broke his neck looking back at me. And then I see police officers start writing on notepads and hopping on phones and walking outside. And it just, it sort of gave me a, um, uh, an an uneasy feeling that because I asked that question, so many people just you know it it, it evoked a response, mm-hmm. and it was and it, honestly it wasn't the response that I, I really was comfortable with getting. Um, I would have rather a few people laughed or something, yeah. you know. But and and then they confirmed you know no mass casualty drill, but it, it really bothered me that nobody discussed that. Mm-hmm. It, it bothered me so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, and, and then just, I mean, it's just sort of snowballed. I, I, I just take, and honestly, I just sort of run into these things. It's it's whatever I see. It's wherever I see it. It's, if it spurs my heart, um, if it makes me feel like I need to stop and stand in front of the issue just like I did for that lady, then... Um, then that's what I do. Yeah, so it's it's more holding people accountable than necessarily poking holes in their... Well, whatever. and, and yeah. again, I don't want to be a bane to somebody's existence. Yeah. I just want... I mean, especially if, if they're determining policy, mm-hmm. especially if they're, um, you know, representing one thing and then it it's something else. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it needs to be discussed. Um, yeah. 
So going back to something you said earlier, at, at what point, because you said on the phone about that now you kind of work for uh, InfoWars. Well, no, no when, I, when I say work, um, I do work for them. Mm -hmm. It's a volunteer basis. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a moderator, um, and um, I, I, I moderate their, um, their social platforms, mm -hmm. um, uh, their Discus accounts, things like that. Um, and it's sort of, I mean, it really has opened my eyes to... Um, the backlash and what you, you know, what you see on the other side of um, of the quote unquote info war. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's um, it's really rather disorganized. Um, they don't they have a set of rules, um, but they don't um, specifically you know tell you how you should feel about a certain post. They don't tell you, you know, they don't guide you, hey, if they say this about Alex, you know, boot them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't, you know, I, I don't think that that's even part of their philosophy. I don't think they would expect to um, be afforded, you know, the, the right to, you know, free speech and then, and then stifle somebody else's free speech. Right. They do a lot of talking about how they're, they're censored. And... Um, you know, so I, I don't think that's their approach, but at the same time, there's, there's, you know, these crazy people who obviously know something and they obviously go, it's, it's really creepy. I mean, you know, they talk about Alex Jones kids and where they go to school and, um, you know, there's, there's a, um, a, a bot that will, um, be employed that will do things like mill out like, um, like uh it'll say something like just for example uh it, it just just to sort of put it in your perspective uh sad news um lovey cooper was uh killed in a automotive accident traveling from north carolina to west virginia today um our condolences um or you know maybe even mention a place where they might frequent mm -hmm. or something like that and uh, i mean it's it's meant to to rattle their cage mm -hmm. and and do these things. So I mean, those tactics are being employed by somebody. Somebody's spending money to, or or maybe they just have enough knowledge and and maybe they they sit in their mom's basement. I don't know, mm -hmm. but um, they uh, they have that um, you know employed against them. And then there's there's the crazies who come on there and they again just like the alt right. They come in there and they say these crazy, racist, outlandish things um, to sort of appear to be on the on you know the behind the info war, but um, at the same time you can you can obviously tell that they're they they're not. I mean, you you go from thread to thread to thread, and it's it's not a comment about you know. Um, Carter Page, you know, all the documents being released on Carter Page. It, it's not following that conversation. It's just interjecting a, a comment that might look like it goes along with something. Maybe somebody's just sort of going off on a tangent. But at the same time, then three threads later that you're moderating, the exact same comment pops up. And so, uh, I mean, that's that's being employed in the back end. Um, but as far as, as people, I mean, just, just good, honest to God, you know, people who just want the truth, 
people who just want to get out there and, and maybe not even have all the sensationalism, you know, that, that a lot of, you know, the Infowar brings, but just want to put out um, the truth and, and get out. Um, there's, a, there's a guy who I interviewed, um, Stop the Destruction of the American mm-hmm. Dream. He had, um, I mean, he, he experienced um, massive censorship. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I, um, you know, I, I, I just, I regurgitate links and, and everything, you know, day after day after day on, on Twitter and Facebook. And, you know, my count is so low that sometimes I wonder why I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But then I, then I realized that, well, maybe that's, that's why my count is so low. Um, you know, that my episode 15, now I have nearly the same friends on my, my, you know, website page that I do following me on my personal page. Mm-hmm. Um, I make a post on from from the Crusader page, and I, I maybe get three sets of eyes on it. Mm-hmm. I post a picture of myself with a link to one episode, and I don't even talk about what it's about. I just post a picture and a link, mm-hmm. and I have literally, you know, 150 comments Mm -hmm. you know i can post something about fried green tomatoes and everybody loves it and who doesn't love fried green tomatoes but if i post something about um you know a a pedophilia um ring being busted or something like that it just goes unseen it goes you know or if so and again, I, I, I mean, that's that's why I fight, and that's why I do it because eventually, eventually, it's going to stop. It, yeah. it has to. But yeah. So with your volunteer uh, social media and all that with Infowars, do you feel like you've kind of? I don't know. It's interesting to me to like kind of watch that trajectory that you just explained and kind of it go from standing up to something to almost not gatekeeping, but you've become kind of an authority in that sense, even if it is a volunteer position and on the internet and all of that, you're, you're still kind of keeping the crazies out. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I let a lot of crazy things go through. Sometimes I think, man, you know, uh, you know, I mean, again, it's a, it's a fine line between, you know, not, not promoting toxic, um, you know, and, and how do you know what's real and what's not at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to really, but, you know, when, when people start posting links and, and everything to to crazy, you know, just, I, I mean, they, I, I could just go on and on and on, but it, it's, I, I mean, again, it, it's, it's been an opening experience. It really has. Um, but, um, you know, I, good people. I mean, really good people. Uh, he... Uh, you know, from time to time, he, he just, it doesn't just go unnoticed. You know, there's a, hey, thank you. Um, we're going to send you out, uh, you know, go pick a T-shirt or go pick, uh, you know, uh, some uh, X2 or whatever, you know. And, and, you know, so, so you know, I mean, they, they, they sort of, you know, around Christmas, they, they send out, they, they do that, they think of you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, I mean it's, it's I, I see the humanity behind the, the movement and behind the, the person that's there. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, I, I mean, I, I don't even know maybe if I'm answering the question right, but um, I mean, talking. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I just uh, I, an authority. You know, there's there's people who do it a whole. I mean, I work sixty plus hours a week, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then I, I volunteer my time, you know, currently through the political season with with the um, 
know, with the Republican Party. So there's a lot that I don't get to do like I wish I could. But um, when I get on there, I feel, I don't know if you're a, a Marvel fan. I don't know if you watch The Iron <laughs> Fist uh, the, on Netflix. But I feel kind of like I'm guarding the gates of, you know, Kunlun and just, um, you know, sort of, I feel like I'm sort of the Iron Fist, mm-hmm. <laughs> keeping out the, you know, the, the people who want to come on there and, and, you know, talk about stalking the police and, and things like that. It's just, I, I, you would really, your jaw would just drop open if, if you saw some of that side of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there, there is, there is hard against that type of stuff. Um, you know, they, you know, don't, don't come in there and, you know, do those things and, and expect to be, you know, considered, you know, uh, I guess expect to be considered a, um, a part of what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, again, that is it some, is it somebody out there, you know, a concerted effort, um, trying to make a straw man, straw man out of what they're doing. I mean, I, I, who knows, or maybe it's just millions of crazies, you know, all linked in some type of mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Cause I, I was listening on the drive up actually, I was re-listening to the second most recent episode so the one that you just were talking about the mm-hmm. online stuff but uh yeah just what he had been saying there about how um you know okay so you only reach 10 people and now these 10 people have to reach 10 people in order for me to reach 100 people yeah and all of that and i yeah i mean i guess when when i heard y'all talking about that on the podcast i was thinking more okay that's the people who haven't heard about all of this and now what you're saying now is also within the movement there's folks who kind of have the wrong perception or have, you know, need um, to be educated. You know, I don't even know if it's so much that... I, I think the people who are actually in the movement understand it enough to to not make those kind of statements, to not mm-hmm. to not follow that, that line. It, 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 again, and it maybe it goes back to the, you know, the, the right and then the alt-right, um, you know, the, the a, a nationalist and then a white nationalist um you know it's it's not the same thing um and sometimes when you know when you get those two too close together um maybe you can't see the forest for the trees at that point Mm -hmm. but yeah well i mean on that note then which specific ways would you like kind of draw the line between you know the right that you're a part of and then the alt-right or the you know nationalism versus white nationalism um Americanism, not globalism. Mm-hmm. The president said that. Um, I went pro-America. Um, you know, we we have tried for the last sixteen plus years or, or more the globalist thing. Um, I mean, way more than that. Actually, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> we have we've tried. Um, a socialist approach. We've tried a, um, uh, you know, the, this this um, global. Everybody gets in on the the global economy, and then things like TPP, where you know the uh, Congress doesn't ultimately make the law, but but it's it's written. You know, it's a living document. And it's written by non-elected people. Um, you know that uh, I, I want America's interests taken at heart and America isn't just the Caucasian segment of America it's it's the melting pot it's the red white and blue it's the you know it's every color of the rainbow um you know God didn't create just just the Caucasians 
you know, he, he created us all, and he, he died for us all. Um, so, or at least my God did. So, you know, so I, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I can't get behind the, the, um, the idea that, you know, one race is supreme over another. Um, I think... I think that when we do that, we end up again a little closer to looking like the, you know, the the uh, something like a well again a Nazi socialist you know movement. I mean that's you know when you talk about a, a supreme race that's or you know when you're a supremacist, um, you know now do I do I do things like point out hypocrisy in media? Do I repost things like? Um, you know, when they say white people get better air than, than everybody else does. I mean, it's, it's sometimes the, the comments are just so funny that I, I, I get a belly laugh, but, you know, again, you know, sometimes, uh, it just needs to be put out there that, Hey, these are, these are actual, you know, these are, these are actual headlines and these are actual comments made in, in, you know, on websites and in newspapers and, you know, if if you own a flashlight, you you may be white. What does that even mean? You know, I, I mean, I, I don't understand that. But um, so yeah, I mean, that's uh, you know, you just uh, you just kind of have to put that stuff out of your head and, and move on with it. Um, you know, again, I, I think that media has been, and we haven't really touched upon this, but I also think that media has been weaponized. Um, it's just like, and when I say media, I don't just mean the, the 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 people that you see on the on the six o'clock news. I mean our music, our um, you know, uh, Pastor Stover made a a good point on one of my episodes as well, and it was something I'd never really um, I, I'd never really paid attention to. But he said that um, you know, in the Bible, Satan is is likened to um a musical instrument and that he had sort of dominion over music. Mm. And then when you see how powerful music is, everybody has some type of music that they can relate to that moves them, that actually physically gets them up out of their chair and moves them. And so, you know, in the early phases of rap, you know, we had things like the Sugar Hill Gang and then it went to the Ghetto Boys. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and then... We're we're so open to these things. Um, I just I just wonder when or if things like Mockingbird ever really stopped. Um, mm. You know, or or has it just simply evolved into the next phase of the of the program? When you have, you know, instead of having a bunch of little media corporations like sort of here in Southern West Virginia, we have Southern Communications. And I was a webmaster for 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 a long time, but um, you know they're locally owned. They're you know it's it's sort of the the WKRP in Cincinnati type thing. Mm-hmm. But um, then you have um, you know the top conglomerates, you know that are owned by you know a handful of big corporations, and you know. Um, I mean, or it's it's just, and people don't really realize that. You know, they they see all these different channels and they flip from channel to channel to channel, but they don't realize that it's it's a lot of times the same people milling out the message. Um, you know, so um, 
I mean, it's 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 just as a, a slippery slope, and it's it is a very deep rabbit hole that you go down. Yeah. Where do you get your news? Where do you trust the most? Um, where do I trust the most? Yeah. When I see somebody on, um, do you want some water or anything? I'm good. Okay. Um, <laughs> when I see somebody um, in a thread post a link to something that isn't anywhere else, mm-hmm. when I, when I see an actual person with photos of their family. You know who who is is an activist who who kind of like me wants to get the the word out there. Then I'll follow that 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 link. Um, you know, um, when a guy cares enough to talk about how um, you know there's uh, you know the the administration in Salt Lake City and and how they're you know what they're doing to the homeless there and and you know. I, I mean, there, there's just so much out there again that it's it just you can kind of drown in it. But um, that that's that's a place. Um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm tied into you know everything that comes across with, with Infowars, News Wars, um, Drudge, um, the um, you know I I'll, I will listen to everything. Um, when I got into security, you know I. I I guess it was sort of put across to me that uh, my uncle um, did security as well, and he said, you need to believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I just, I don't, um, I don't actually have cable at the house. I don't sit at home and run Fox News 24 hours a day. I don't run um, CNN or anything like that. Um, you know, basically, I I just sort of um, now I, I have I like Google feeds. I'll set up Google feeds, um, you know, or or cards so that I know, you know, I, I can if I'm interested or something, or if if I just see something, I guess. And again, that's just an algorithm. Am I am I you know have maybe does it think it knows enough about me to put me in a in an echo chamber and only hear, you know, but. Um, I, I just sort of open my eyes and my ears. Um, in sales, you have to have, you, you have to listen twice as much as you speak. So I, that's what I try to do. Yeah. Um, but where do I get it? I'm just all over the place, all over the map. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Also, in that episode that I was listening to today, it's just increasingly relevant to what it is that we're writing about. But like, I'm interested too in just kind of those online spaces where all of this happens. Um, you talked about some Facebook groups and Facebook pages and things like that, but I'm just interested to hear more <coughs> kind of how you stumble on those and then kind of at a deeper level, how do those fill or supplement or whatever this, like, I don't know how to phrase this right, kind of a sense of disconnect that a lot of people feel in Appalachia, you know, mm-hmm. being so isolated from kind of the rest of the, you know, what other people would say the rest of the world, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just really interested in how like the internet can kind of create community uh, for you. For me personally, yeah. I, again, it's, and again, it's uh, maybe just sort of that echo chamber thing because I, I guess we tend to gravitate to to like-minded people at a certain at a certain. Again, like I said, um, I've sort of fallen into the into the niche where. Um, or into the click where you know everybody just wants to get the truth out, no matter what it is. Mm. Um, 
the um, like the gentleman you listen to, um, uh, Chuck Smith. He uh, he actually was a volunteer with um, Infowars, and what I like to do is is um, I like to to get those people on my podcast and kind of get their experience mm-hmm. and you know why they do what they do. But um, you know that he just um, I, I I sort of stumbled across his group that way. He he had some. He had some pretty catchy um, animations and memes mm-hmm. and things like that, and, and just you know his his opinion of how the last eight years went versus you know kind of where we're at now, mm-hmm. which is which is completely in an in an opposite direction now. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, I mean that's that's just sort of um, you know those those groups. It, it makes you it makes you feel like you're not alone, but honestly. Um, Actually, talking to people about it, just being vocal, will sort of make you see that you're really not alone, and that at the end of the day, we we really have more interests in common than we have um, differences. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I say I'm a Republican. Um, I vote Republican, uh, you know, for the most part, but. I come from a very blue family. My 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 great uncle, um, for many years, was in the in the, this district. Uh, he was a representative of the House of Delegates, um, a Democrat, staunch Democrat. And so when I meet these people at um, you know faith meetings and um, well not so much faith meetings but you know maybe executive committee meetings or I go and and I meet these different people and I say well my name's Sean Pino, and. Um, I kind of get this sideways glance, and you know, I, I make the joke, "Hey, I'm I'm the red sheep of the family." So, but um, you know, so it, it just you kind of you kind of have to give people the benefit of the doubt, and and you know, like I said, more often than not, you have you you have differences, but you you also have a lot in common, mm-hmm. and and so I, I don't know that that being part of these groups, a lot of times, like I said, I have so much going on that sometimes it's just information overload. You know, I'm part of, you know, the the administration on these pages, so anytime there's a, I could be in the middle of trying to sell a car or, or talking to a customer or cutting my grass, and, and I, you know, there's these conversations that pop across, or, hey, this is happening right now. Oh, my God, did you see this? And so sometimes I just kind of have to disconnect, but... Um, you know, it's at the end of the day. I just, I, I guess, I've, I've just sort of uh, become part of these groups because we share more often than not the same, the same views. But do you feel like a lot of people in your real life like fit into those same kind of people that you interact with online? And I mean, this is my real life right yeah, here. Yeah. Um, this is my alter ego, um, and so. Um, I sell all walks of life, I sell all colors, I sell all sexual orientations. I've never looked at somebody and said, no, I'm sorry, I know that you want to buy this car, but I can't because you're gay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I can't do that. Um, you know, I, so, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think people like me enough to buy a car from me or to, you know, to, to come in and, and take a look at, at you know, so... I mean, yeah, um, I don't, um, I don't, I judge people on their actions, not, um, not what I think they look like because they're wearing a, you know, I'm with her shirt, 
you know, well, maybe those people I won't let on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just picking. But, um, but no, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, so, I mean, at the end of the day, and again, it's, are we, are we really that far apart? Or is that what the media wants us to think? Um, because I can tell you, and again, it's not, this isn't California. Um, but, you know, we're more alike, 20 to 1, hard Democrat, soft Democrat, um, hard Republican, independent. At, at the end of the day, they want to make sure that, you know, their, their children are brought up with quality education. They want to make sure that when their children do graduate, that they don't have to leave this state to find something. Um, and, you know, that, that's, that's, a, that's sometimes just those two things are, are hard. I mean, just, just to give you an example, um, this place was bought out in uh, last, last December. And <clears throat> so, you know, they decided they needed to expand in certain areas. We don't have, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say this because this isn't the entire demographic, obviously. But when you're looking for for a salesperson, or when you're looking for um, somebody in finance, or when you're looking for somebody even to sometimes wash a car, you don't have the 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 people in the pool there to to actually pull from. They they can't submit a resume. You clearly say submit a resume. And they they don't, or if they do, it's it's you know it, it's not a resume. So um, you know that that's just you know there, there's so many things that we have been hit by. We're, we're what the number one socialist state in the union. I mean, so I, I'm not fighting to stop socialism. I'm I'm fighting to because it, it that's already happened. Um, you know, I'm I'm fighting to. I'm fighting to to empower the people here. Um, you know, I, I want them to to be able to reach out and grab their destiny, and not be strapped to, um, you know, a you know a thousand dollar a month, um, you know, uh, uh, payment for for medical coverage that they still have to before it even kicks in they still have to rack up another $5,000 worth of you know i mean it wasn't like that years ago mm-hmm. um and and so we need to we need to get the right people in into place that are going to i, I have people i talk to people all over and one another thing that i do with this job is um customer experience mm-hmm. so i'm i'm I have my finger on the pulse of of the people in this dealership and so I kind of take that, you know, that training, and I've kind of pointed it politically to, well, what's your point of paying here, you know, in, in the state? Well, the war on coal. Um, how do, you know, when you're a family and you have four kids and you go and you, you spend $80,000 on a Suburban and you have a great job in the coal mines, but then... Then the administration literally goes on and says, "Well, you can build a coal-fired plant, but it's going to bankrupt you." Yet we're bowing to people who have the worst, you know, on a global scale. And again, this ties into the globalism: who have the worst human rights. We ha- they have the worst air quality. They have the worst, 
you know, I mean, it, it's just so it hasn't been a level playing field. America's interests weren't represented, in, in my opinion. And and it it sh again I'm an I'm an actions uh, I'm an actions based you know I have to be in this business when I, I can't go to the owners of this business and say um, you know I, I'm you know I I feel like this is why we didn't sell cars or I feel like you know we had this many people I have to say we had 300 people in um, we sold this many cars out of it and here's why. And so I can tell you that we had, you know, a, uh, a war on West Virginia through the pill epidemic, through the war on coal, um, I mean, and decades ago. I mean, even the war on the family. And that's, just, that's not just exclusive to West Virginia. That's, that's all across the nation. You know that the family unit was broken, and when you break the family unit, then then you uh, the family unit is the the compass, and when you break that family unit, you're not tied. You don't have roots. Sometimes you you aren't given wings, and so you just kind of filling your way out, and then you get to be filled with everything you see in the media. You get to become part of gangs because they're the people that want to be your family. And you want to be part of that so much that you're willing to do what, whatever, even if that spirit, you know, that that feeling inside of you says, well, maybe you shouldn't sit and wait to have your first slaying. You know, you, you shouldn't do your first killing to get inducted into this group. I mean, it's just, again, it's a slippery slope, and, and I don't think it's by accident. I mean, um, you know, I think it has been a long-term plan to to move things into a um, a state where we're so broken that we can be easily um, assimilated or conquered. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's coming? I think it's already here. Mm -hmm. um, in 1984, I thank God was lucky enough to be assigned the book 1984 as a as a book report <laughs> and so i don't know if you're a walking dead fan but i'm going to relate it like this um you watch the walking dead and it's exciting because you know there's there's this threat of you know this zombie apocalypse but you you in your in your heart you think that could never happen so i'm safe well, in 1984, I read 1984, and it's a technocracy. Um, and today, we are we are so far past Big Brother. I mean, we're so far past um, you know human domain mapping. I mean, it's 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 already here. Um, it's it's at this point, honestly, it's it's what we need to wake up, and it's what we allow them to do with with our data. We need to we need to have better regulation and better oversight, and maybe even some antitrust um, things to where like like Apple. Um, do you do you use an iPhone or an Android? iPhone. Okay. <laughs> so how do you feel about China having access to Apple's codes? How do you, I mean, how do you feel, you know, China becoming a, you know, how how do you feel about, you know, I don't, I, I'm sure you've read this, but how do you feel about the suicide nets around these buildings? 
Um, you know, and again, that's do we do we vote with our dollar? Do we vote with our conscience, mm-hmm. or do we do we uh, turn around and say, well, I'm going to choose the the lesser of two evils or for the greater good? You know, maybe I'm going to use my iPhone to go out and and write these articles mm-hmm. or record things that I see going on. So it's a double-edged sword, but it's it's definitely out there. And and honestly, you know, Eric Blair had some insight. He, you know, George Orwell, Eric Blair, he had insight. He wasn't just, this isn't, he didn't just sit there and think, well, I'm going to write, you know, this book about, you know, I mean, technocracy. I mean, it's an, it's an old, old concept. Mm-hmm. Long before there was technology, there was the concept of technocracy. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, and as it evolves, um, as these algorithms get, get, more advanced and I mean algorithms run the world already um, so yeah I mean it, it's I think we're already there I think we just um, it's sort of like a frog in a pot I just mm-hmm. don't think the water's hot enough to for us to jump yet yeah. uh, going back to something you said a little bit earlier I thought it was interesting that you uh, connect kind of so much of your political beliefs to your professional life and, you know, these skills that you're talking about gathering, you know, and all the jobs you've had and how that connects, but then you also, you kind of call it your alter ego. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's just sort of a, uh, it, I just sort of make fun of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's, um, I mean, a lot of people, you know, here at the dealership will say, Hey, what's going on at the summit or all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just, just kind of being funny. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I just, uh, in a way, I mean, I, I, obviously we're having this here, and I, I sent my boss a, a text, and I said, "Hey, if this is inappropriate, I don't, you know, I don't want to connect my views with with, you know, this establishment. I just need a quiet place. Are you good with that? Um, you know, but you know, at the same time, uh, you know, I, I, again, this is life. Yeah, this is real life. I can I can reach out and touch it. Um, you know, this is how I this is how I, I pay for my server." This is how I, you know, you know, get the gas to go out and do everything that I do. Yeah. I mean, this is how I make my living, and um, you know, it's 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 a good, you know, you 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 literally talk to and you know see every make of life, um, you know, you, every walk of life, and so that's it's just kind of a it, there's an, a, a lot of you know analogy, I guess, because like in this business, I can't. If you were to come on to the car lot and I were to, you know, show you a car and you fall in love with it, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't even like the car that much, but you need a car. Mm-hmm. And so you're in this situation. So I, um, you know, we, we come to this deal. I, I represent that everything is going to be this way. Mm-hmm. And then we go to do the paperwork, but I cover up the paperwork and say, just sign here. And so, and then once you sign, once you've signed it, then, then you can read it, but you kind of got to have to sign it to know what's in the contract. I mean, politically, that's kind of what we've been sold, isn't it? I mean, you know, I can't represent something to you and then not be held accountable for it. Yet, we've had people like Nancy Pelosi literally say, you have to vote on it before you can know what's in it. And if that's the case, and Obamacare is a tax, is that taxation without representation? 
I mean, is that an admission of taxation without representation? I think so. So, yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just it, it is it is all the same thing. And honestly, mm-hmm. if I saw somebody beating their mom or um, you know whatever here at the car lot, I'd hop in just like I did anywhere else. It's not that I I have two personalities. Yeah. It's just that um, you know there's a time for me to be professional, and then there's a time for me to yeah get out and do what I do. Well, what do you, like, what did your boss say when you texted him? Or, like, when I walked in, uh, one of your coworkers said, oh, I like you more already. You're coming to talk to him about it. Uh, Um, How are you perceived, do you think, like, for having this podcast and having these public views? Well, I've, um, I mean, uh, overall, I mean, some of them maybe, maybe who don't understand what I do or haven't taken the time to listen to what I have to say. I mean, they probably see me as this wild, kooky, you know, Boy Scout, you know, camp conspiracy, and that's that's sort of where it started. But um, the majority of them understand. Um, the general manager here talks about um, sort of a lesson on socialism to his daughter, and she was saying, "Well, what's so wrong with it?" And he said, "Well, let me put it to you like this: um, you're working really hard to to get an A." Okay, you're you're trying, you put in the hours, you put in the, you know, you give up going to the movies to study. You put in the effort. But at the end of the day, we're going to spread your ability around to everybody else. And that's going to put you at about a C. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's, you know, and, and so he, he said that his daughter said, well, Dad, that's that's not fair. And he said, well, that's kind of what it is because, you know, are there people that need it? Yeah. And is there anything wrong with helping people that need help? No. But is there anything wrong with helping people that just don't want to, that just don't want to do it? And I know a lot of people like that. And no, I mean, it's, it says if we don't work, we shouldn't eat the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so... You know, and it refers to the fruits of our labor. I mean, you know, so. I, I mean, overall, it, again, everybody likes me um, to my face. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess overall it's pretty good. Um, they, I mean, I've, I've been vocal enough and I've been active enough. I was lucky enough to cross off a bucket list. And actually, I got to spend the day, um, uh, you know, participating in a presidential motorcade. Um, you know, I got to see that side of the administration and, um, you know, hang out with White House staffers and, um, you know, um, Secret Service agents. And I really got to see, you know, um, again, you, you know people, you know, by their actions. And, and actually there was a point where, you know, I, I, I thought, man, you know, this is a little too easy. You know, you would just expect the Secret Service to... You know, to pat you down and to everything like that, but they were so respectful and so mm-hmm. professional, and um, you know, I just uh, so I mean, I I, I kind of again, I've I, I try to put my money where my mouth is mm-hmm. and and try to try to do the same things I say I'm going to do, unless unless you're my wife, and then I never get around to doing <laughs> anything. So <laughs> I don't I don't fix the steps and I don't do all that other stuff. Um. So I guess would you consider yourself fringe? Um, no, no. I mean, it, it, 
I, I sort of thought about that when you sent that question across. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not the fringe. I'm yeah. actually smack dab in the middle yeah. um, because I'm right where hard blue people are. Yeah. So is that, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, you know, people can say, you know, people can, you know, call, you know, the right radicals, but we don't, we don't play, I've never met an actual true conservative who, you know, goes, follows um, the, the Alinskyite rules for radicals mm -hmm. philosophy, and that's literally rules for radicals. So who follows that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, I, I'm not behind things like, um, you know, Bill Ayers, you know, teaching our youth in college. Um, you know, he, the Weather Underground was a terrorist organization, but yet that's what's in our colleges. So, um, no, I'm, I'm not the fringe. Mm -hmm. um, I am, I think, from my perspective, um, and from what I what I've have actually been shown, knocking on doors, you know, looking people in the eye and saying, you know, will you answer five quick questions? Where are you on this? Where are you on this? What's what's your hot button? And more often than not, we're we're together, twenty to one, um, and every maybe twentieth person I run into, or maybe I might go all day, and then I run into two people the next day. But you know, then there's these people who <clears throat> not only don't want to answer questions, and I respect that, but they also want to run me off their street and feel the need to tell their neighbor not to talk to me. And I think that's the fringe. I think that's the people who have let hate and the perceived hate and uh, that they've been told that, that, you know, there are these Nazis who, you know, I, I just, I don't understand the Trump hate. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it. can you, can, I mean, obviously you can, I mean, you can go back and look at some of the early 80s things mm -hmm. where he went through the divorces and things like that, but nobody hated Donald Trump before he ran for office. Um, you know, rappers were referencing him as, you know, you know, uh, you know, they, they want to be like Donald Trump. You know, they want to throw that money around. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, bam, you know, because he, because he stands up and he says, you know, we're not going to follow a globalist agenda. We're going we're gonna to take care of America first. All of a sudden... You know, and I've yet to, and, and here, here's something else, and, and again, I don't know where it comes from, but I had two people, and I, I don't get political here at work with customers, but sometimes customers will get political or throw something out, or I'll have my tablet out and they'll see something like that on the back of yeah. it. <laughs> and so, um, and then they'll start talking, but how do you have two people of the same race, um, no, no. <laughs> how do you have two people of the same race from different areas who don't know each other say that, you know, say the same thing about, like, I, I have a friend, and when I was going to the Trump rally, and I honestly wish he would have, um, he's an African-American, um, one of my best friends, um, I called him up and said, "Man, I got an extra ticket um, to the Trump, uh, you know, to the to the Trump rally. Do you do you want to go?" 
And he yelled, hell no. I was like, why? He said, Trump said he's going to send all the black people back to Africa, send all the Mexicans to Mexico. And so I said, well, can, can you give me, where did you see this? Where did you hear this? And it's, it's just, it, it was just, well, this is, it was hearsay. It was word of mouth. I said, can, can, let's Google that. I still have yet to find that. But that was the perception. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it, but, but no, the, the, the fringe, the radicals, they were the ones that came out and stole my signs when I put it, when I invested all my time. And time is the most valuable thing we have because we never get it back. But I spent all that time going after, you know, the, you know, pursuing, helping the president, putting his, putting his signs out there, putting his message out there. And then I get, let me find it here. I get this. Mm-hmm. They literally stole my sign yeah. and came back with a pin on one side, mm-hmm. you know, no Trump, make America hate again mm-hmm. on one side. And then the other side, they took the time to spray paint with mm-hmm. profanity. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't only do that, though. They came to my home and stole all my signs. Mm-hmm. They... um defaced my car they they took my trumps i had a trump sticker just a little bit and it was even in small letters it was just a, a plain white trump sticker it was one of the original ones that that they came out with during the you know during the initial mm-hmm. run it was just white and it said trump and then it said make america great again white with blue you know blue lettering um wasn't as big as this mm-hmm. um you know they literally came out and slapped a bigotry sticker on on my and, and you know where's where's the bigotry i mean it, it just it, people have just been whipped up by the media by you know by what they see by social media you know and it's i, I believe it's it's a false narrative it's you know and but on the same side hard blue democrats you know give these testimonies that hey my party left me that's not me. So no, I, I don't. I don't consider myself fringe in any way, other than other than maybe I take a little extra time to to follow that link that has a headline that you just can't believe, mm-hmm. you know. And and so, but no, I, I don't. I don't really think I'm fringe in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think you were targeted with that uh, vandalism? Oh no, I was. I mean, was it because of you as Sean, or was it because oh, these are these posters we need to? Oh uh, no, it, I, I don't think they said, "Well, hey, let's just go rip his signs up." I mean, it, it happened everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it, it, you know, and it wasn't just hey. I, I mean, maybe even could pass it off that hey, you know, Trump was so popular here in West Virginia that maybe people were just wanting a piece of history to grab. But when you do it two or three times, and then when you have somebody literally taking the time to deface your property and then bring it back mm-hmm. and kind of slap you in the face with it and yeah. stick it back in the ground. I mean, no, I, I, I think it was, it was the targeting of, uh, and, and the, the attempted silencing of, of the, the Trump America first movement. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I've kind of gone off.
off the script here for Sorry a about while. That. I, <laughs> no, I'm, you're good. I am good. awesome at that. I no, can, it's I can great. I mean, we've page. been talking for an hour and 15 minutes now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I guess, so to bring it back, we kind of talked <laughs> about, the, about your, you know, political uh, on the ground kind of activism stuff, but I guess, tell me a little bit more about that on a local level and then also kind of how being from West Virginia or being from Appalachia in general plays into this kind of bigger national scope that you usually focus on? Um, Sorry, well, that was a lot. That was a big no, question. No, no, well, I, I mean, it's just um, how West Virginia sort of plays into it. Uh, West Virginia is sort of a, you know, obviously we're not, we don't have the most poll in the nation, but, um, you know, we, we do have a, a Democratic senator um, who, you know, uh, you know, I, I just personally, I think that we need all the support behind an America First policy. We need, you know, uh, we don't need to write. I mean, obviously, every branch needs to be accountable. We don't need to just give the president a, a you know, a, a just unchecked, you know, ability to to do whatever he wants. But at the same time. I, I think that we need to get behind the pro-America movement, and I want to see people get in there that's that's going to do that. Um, you know, Senator Manchin, um, you know, something else that spurred me into being, being political was uh, Morning Joe. He he goes on Morning Joe um, after, I think, the Pulse nightclub shooting, and literally, and I don't want to take him out of context, but he, he's he's literally saying... He refers to the Second Amendment as a stumbling block to common sense gun reform, and you know I, I don't I, I think it's dangerous when a politician considers you know uh, an unalienable right um, as a stumbling block, mm-hmm. and so uh, but um, I, you know I I, I just think. That, that you know here here in West Virginia we I mean just because of the demographic I mean you I, I think you, you know you were probably having some issues with your phone because then just where you didn't have great reception yeah. I mean there are places in West Virginia where um, you know where you don't get internet you know on your phone you don't get you know it, so it's I mean demographically. Um, you know, we're we're sort of isolated, but we're also isolated, you know, geologically too, because of the mountains. You know, we sometimes you just don't get that. So, um, you know, we we just uh, we have an older. We're sort of a throwback in every way politically. Um, you know, we're the Democrats here are still, you know, Reagan Democrats, Kennedy Democrats. They're not. Um, they're not Nancy Pelosi Democrats. You know, they're not Chuck Schumer Democrats. Um, they're not Obamacrats. You know, so, you know, I mean, if it if it worked, I mean, if if socialism was such a great thing, I think everybody would be on board. But when you have um, <clears throat> when you have that type of situation, I mean, eventually it's gonna. It's going to get to the uh, to the point where, you know, the state becomes the god, and and it's just never been. A, I mean, there's there was a lot of hubris with the last administration, um, you know, and and 
also the people that followed it and and you know the the media and you know when you have Melissa Harris Perry saying you know we do we need to give over the idea that children belong to their parents and begin to realize that children belong to the community and you know the the whole it takes a village well i mean it, it it, you do need leadership at every level, and, and you know you need the teachers, you need the you know the the police officers, everybody setting that example. But at the end of the day, like I said, the parents are the they're the they're the compass. And so no, I I don't I don't subscribe to the idea that you can be a um, you know that that it's that you have a Borg mentality where they just take your child and indoctrinate them in what is perceived to be, you know, the right way. You know, um, I don't know how much time you have, Lovey, but you know, the Bible in the schools program is is one of the things that I'm really fighting hard for right now. Um, the tyranny of you know uh, the minority. It's it's one person complained and and. They were backed, and honestly, I believe they were spurred by the um, Freedom From Religion Foundation. So the Bible in the Schools program here was, um, there were over 4,000 kids that got the benefit, and it was all voluntary. Um, it was all funded privately. Um, and it was, and I actually did an interview with, with a, an activist in the Republican Party. I, I so was voicing my opinion one day, and again, this is how you run into these people, and this is how you become part of these groups, is uh, I was talking about the Bible in the Schools program and during a meeting, and he said, well, I'm a product of that. I saw that. I saw them rip the Bible in the Schools program out while I was in school. And so, um, you know, one person... Because their child, I think it, they were like in kindergarten, you know, because they felt their child would be ostracized if they didn't go. 4,000 people lost that access. 4,000 people who wanted to be there. And so is justice being served there? Is, is, um, is freedom prospering there? And and that's that's what we need to change. That's what we need to to stand against. And and that's why you know, I think that's why. At the end of the day, more people. Just want to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm. At the end of the day, regardless of who you are, you want your rights, and you know. I was in a faith meeting, and a, and a guy said. You know, he, he threw out the quote, you know, my people were destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's just so hard to discern the truth that, that you don't gain that knowledge. Sometimes you just don't care enough to do it. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you, if, you don't, if, you, if you don't take action and you don't do it, then, then you have nobody to blame but yourself. When, when you're, you find yourself in a position where, you know, they're pulling, you know, God out of the military or, you know, God out of, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, but yet the state can crack down on the church. Mm -hmm. You don't know how many people that I, I talked to the other, you know, just the other day that, you know, they're pastors, they're, you know, they're, they're parts of the congregation and they're, you know, they're afraid that, you know, if they get political or if, if they, if they speak their convictions, then they lose their 501c3 charter or worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, if we're going to have 
separation of church and state, then we should have separation of state and church. And that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's that's you know that's that's kind of, in my opinion, a mainstream view here in, in West Virginia. Not a may, maybe people don't realize so much the five hundred one c three, the impact of it and, and the gravity of it. But um, it needs to gain it needs to gain traction. Mm-hmm. I wonder how you'd feel then if you were in a different place where with the same you know Bible in school thing. Uh, if, if they were Muslim, if, if yeah, or if instead of one kid, you know, if it was split fifty-fifty, well, or well, I mean, if you know, at the same at the time, I mean, you know, those children that were not part of the Bible in Schools program, mm-hmm. they weren't even exposed to that, mm-hmm. and you know, at the end of the day, I don't care if they go home and worship how they or feel compelled to do it. Yeah. Um, my God never has once. Um, you know, I mean, he he's charged us maybe to go out and, and preach the gospel and speak about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't tell you anywhere where, where Jesus said, hey, you make them do this. You know, you throw them in an arm bar until they, until they agree to see the light. I mean, I don't think that's how it works, ultimately. I mean, if you don't have buy-in, if you don't believe in what you're doing then just saying it, I mean, the faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I, it, you know, and, and I mean, actually to add to that, I mean, I could pull up article after article where there are things where, you know, the, the, the understanding and maybe, maybe let's, let's play the devil's advocate. Maybe they just want to educate the population on, on Muslims, but why don't they do that with, the Buddhists, why, why haven't they expanded Buddhism in the textbooks? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why are they assigning things like, um, you know, right, you know, in Arabic, there is no God other than Allah. I mean, I don't, have, did you, have you ever, did you run across that article or anything? Google that. Um, I mean, it, it, it literally is still there. Mm-hmm. But yet we, I mean, there is no, hey, you know, Jesus said this, you know, or, or anything like that. Now, are there teachers that, that in, you know, infuse that? Yeah, just like there are with Bill Ayers, you know, and, and you know, everything like that. I mean, you you can't really control at the end of the day, you know, well, you can. I mean, you can pull your child out of school and move them to a different district, but you, that involves being involved and in, in actually understanding what your kids are seeing. But, but there have been, you know, the, there has been an expansion of... Um, the um the Muslim belief system in in the schools and and you know what if they need if they need time to pray if they need to time to do that I, one of the biggest things I criticized the president before for before I was on the Trump train because before I was a Rand Paul man I, I wanted I wanted Rand and um, again it goes back to to the the misinterpretation or the you know. Let's let's quote unquote, let's put quotation marks out there and call it fake news. But one of the first experiences with Trump when he first started running was where, and way back in somewhere in my in my Facebook feed, I literally criticized the the now president for saying something about you know a Muslim ban. And so yeah, I mean if if it can happen to one religion, then how far behind is mine? Mm-hmm. But then I actually started to look at what he was saying. And it was not what was represented in the media, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of I jumped the gun, and you know so 
I just I, I think that when we start telling people what they can and can't do, um, you know, now now if we pray all day through school, if we allot all that time, then where where do we learn at? You know, I understand that, but at the same time, I mean, I, I don't think you can ever really effectively separate, you know, the the political or the the law from, you know theology or religion Mm -hmm. regardless of whose it is because they both have such an impact on our life I mean our laws are sort of based on Mm Judeo-Christian so I mean I'm 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 digressing I think Mm -hmm. but I mean so you do think that it should be a a Christian nation I and I'm glad you said that that was that was the my first point of pain when I, I put the time into calling for Obama, mm-hmm. and like I said, I didn't believe in it. But when I, f- I am a Christian, and when and I'm not going to take him out of context. He didn't say we're no longer a Christian nation, like right. people believe. He yeah. said he said we're no longer just a Christian nation. But uh, that didn't need to be pointed out. I don't think anybody ever believed that we were just a Christian yeah. nation. I don't think we've ever been just a Christian nation. But. Um, I, th- I think it was an attack um, on Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and why? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Um, but I, I have my suspicions, but I, I don't have the answer to that. But no, I mean, I mean it's, it's uh, again, if, if we're going to expect freedom, then we, then we have to, you know, be, be willing to accept that everybody has the right to you know their own inclination. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. You know, there's a Church of Satan, which really isn't. It's, it's more of a, I guess, a, a political statement or than a than an actual maybe church. But I don't, um, you know, I don't agree with that. But at the end of the day, I'm not charged with. You know, I don't believe in the Westboro Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the end of the day, do they have a, a right to go out and say the stupid things they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make me one of them? No. Um, so. Do you think we're moving in the right direction with all that? Yeah, yeah. And again, I I think I think what actually is and what we actually perceive are two different things. Um, we're not as far apart as the media would like us to believe. Um, and at the end of the day, I think that we have more in common than we have, you know, uh, differences. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, there are still, I, you know, and again, it, it goes back to if, if we're truly going to be free, I mean, how do we integrate, you know, people who are fine with, with pedophilia or who, who feel sympathy for pedophiles and... Um, you know, where, where is, where, when is enough enough? When is freedom, you know, how does that, you know, and I guess, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you just, you know, there's, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, if you're just pursuing your happiness, if you're doing, um, if you're doing your own thing and, and you're not harming people, um, yeah, I mean, that you have the right to do that, but, you know, there's there's just there's got to be a line for certain things mm-hmm. and you know you can't lump something like that into and and honestly i mean like well like 
and I'm, I'm not pointing this, you know, I mean, I, this isn't a jab or anything, but, I mean, things like Salon. I mean, you, I mean, they, they have taken sort of a, a pro-pedophilia stance. Um, and, and why? I mean, what, what about that, what about that is, um, you know, why, why would you, why would you promote that? You know, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand why the media does the things that it does. Um, you know, and, and again, when I say media, I'm not just talking about the news media. I'm talking about Netflix subscriptions. Mm -hmm. um, when I can go to Netflix and see 10 different anti-Trump um, references and 10 different Netflix specials, mm -hmm. or when my wife, who is a very interesting story because she is, um, I, I, I like to, she's my favorite feminist Nazi. And so, I mean, no, but, um, I mean, she was, she's a, a feminist, but mm -hmm. she voted Trump. And the reason she did was because she saw what happened, that the, the literal fascist actions of somebody stealing my signs, mm -hmm. of literally defacing our property. Literally, they came up on my, on my door, mm -hmm. my doorstep and, yeah. and stole property. I mean... You know that that kind of wakes you up. It sobers you up, and and so, you know, she just saw the the, the first Purge, mm -hmm. and she loves the Purge movies. And during the last one, I was pointing out all of this mockingbird type, um, subconscious level, um, vibe that was going on in it. Mm -hmm. You know, and now the last this last one that that she went to see i mean i i wouldn't even go see it but the last one she went to see she was she just came back and i could tell she was so disappointed and i said she said it was nothing but an hour and a half of of you know race baiting and anti trump mm -hmm. things i mean literally there's there's references to grabbing by the you know and all that stuff i mean all of that and and so Again, you know, when when Hollywood's putting that out, which is almost, which has a major, major, um, you know, uh, it, it's Hollywood is owned a lot now by China. Mm. You know, these Chinese corporations. Why? Um, why did they edit? Why did Red Dawn, the remake of Red Dawn, take so long to come out? Well, because initially it was going to be China that attacked. Mm. And when the, you know, when, when the higher-ups, when the powers that be saw what was coming across, you know, they stopped it. You know, they, they spun it. They stopped the production. They made them go back and reshoot. Mm -hmm. And then it was North Korea. Mm -hmm. um, there's the narrative being controlled. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like I said, we, we've got that, that pyramid thing where just a few people at the top are pushing, and, and they have this super powerful weapon of mass destruction but the, it's words it's not you know atomic mm. but it's as powerful it will burn down cities it will it will make brother hate brother it will make you know i mean in it's 24 hours a day mm. it's sort of the mouth of sauron blasting all that mm -hmm. so i mean I, I just think people need to wake up and and i think they are mm -hmm. To play devil's advocate for that kind of thing, though, if you're talking earlier about, like, um, <coughs> kind of the you can't 
you can't just decide not to sell a car to someone or, you know, you're going to try and appeal to them no matter where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, kind of being a, a good capitalist, right? <laughs> uh, playing into that. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't kind of having five different anti-Trump documentaries on Netflix, if that's what people are searching for and that's what's making the money. Well, no, that's, uh, that's not what I was searching for. No, I, yeah, well, I'm we, just saying we, if it's supply and demand, if the people want to see more, if, if Trump, if hating on Trump is such a cool thing to do right now, right? Well, if they want Does it go sell out. papers? I mean, if, right. if, it, if, yeah. it, if it, you take the if it bleeds, it leads mentality. Yeah. Um, but do you always get truth that way? I mean, do you, I mean, and, and here's the thing with Netflix, um, this was, these were in, I'm talking five different comedy. Yeah. So, you know, you're sitting there, you want to, you want to see comedy, but at the same time, now you're, you're looking at, um, you know, all these, all these anti-Trump jokes um, mm. that maybe if you go to a, a different source for comedy, you don't see. There's there's just sort of a, and again, maybe it's a, maybe you kind of have to step a little further back because it's not just in, in you know, there's, there's an, uh, sort of an agenda-driven thing through, you know, all the Marvel series. Um, you know, the, it, it all sort of points to a, um, a sort of to, to follow the same narrative. And, and maybe, you know, maybe, uh, again, it's sort of like art. You know, there's different perspectives. You know, you've got the bird's-eye view. You've got the, the bug's-eye view. Mm -hmm. And so maybe how I'm seeing it, maybe I'm not seeing the big picture. Um, but... You know, and, and yeah, in these in the urban areas, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who who are more, you know, uh, liberal in that in that aspect. So maybe I, I don't get the, the big picture, but from what I can see around here, um, you know, the the people around here aren't they don't buy into the narrative like yeah. like you like you would elsewhere. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I was more just curious, kind of. Then how do you fix that? Right, <laughs> like is is the answer more control or less control or more freedom or less freedom if it's you know? Um, <laughs> well, maybe maybe you vote with your dollar. Yeah. Maybe maybe you cancel your Netflix subscription. Mm. Maybe you cancel your Amazon subscription. Um, you know, uh, if you don't agree with Jeff Bezos, and and that's that's something else in the politics in the pulpit um, episode. Uh, Stephen Stover made a very um, uh, it, it was it was just a, it was a, it was a good statement. I never put it into this perspective, but you know a lot of people talk about the mark of the beast as being able to buy or sell. You can't buy or sell without the mark. Mm -hmm. But what if it's what if it is you know if you know if there is um, you know if there's something you don't like or if there's something that goes against your morals, how about you don't eat there? How about you don't buy that? You know, are you, you know, can you, can I get behind Netflix when they're talking about, um, you know, when, when they're talking about, uh, well, I, I can't say Netflix does this, but, it, you know, can I get behind a corporation that, um, you know, that, that wants to, you know, shut down, you know, something or when, just when they're promoting something that, that is morally not something I can get behind, do I want to spend money with them? And at the same time, you know, you know. But but again, there there's you know, where do you get your stuff if you don't do Amazon or eBay or something like that? You know, I mean, it's just we're again we're 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 slaves to data. 
you know, you asked me if we were part of the technocracy, or, you know, if we, if we were, if that was coming, but, you know, we are bound. Some of us, you know, when, when you have families, you're, you're paying for five different data connections. You're paying $300 a month for, for a bill. How long does it take the average West Virginian to, to, to pay a cell phone bill? And if we have to have that data, I mean, do we become a slave to it? If we if we lose our phone and we have that that you know what's it called? Um, uh, I forget the the term for it. But w when you actually have a you know you've got that um, that anxiety from separation from your phone, mm -hmm. you know, are you conditioned at that point? Are you you know, every time a Facebook post comes across and you hear that bang, are you conditioned subconsciously just to pick it up and see who it is? Mm. And then after a while, you know, it only takes 90 days to form a habit. So, well, sometimes quicker than that, but um, it takes 90 days to break a habit. But, um, you know, you just, you become dependent. You're those, and it's a physical thing with data because it's, you know, the, you're actually releasing endorphins every time you put a post out there and you really, really, you know, get that troll or you really, really, um, you know, you, you post a picture and you're at the beach and all your friends are liking it. You're like, yeah, you know, you get that little, little shot of, you know, the, um, you know, the, the endorphins and, and you become addicted to that. And then what happens? I mean, what happens if we have a solar flare? I often, you know, if something like that happens and we're, we're sent back to the, you know, to the, you know, the, the days, you know, to, to 1984 mm -hmm. and, you know, there, you know, the, you can't get on social media or if, if there's an issue with that. I mean, I often wonder who's going to have the bigger withdrawals, the people who smoke cigarettes and they can't get them or the people who are on social media and they can't tweet anymore. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, these are the things I think about. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> um, I guess to pull things back from this big picture, back to the local, uh, we got to talk about, about Elliot. Got to talk about uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do that. And then um, also I'm just that. curious, too, just what other local issues you've gotten involved with. Well, um, again, Bible in the Schools, yeah. that's that's coming up. Um, I'm, I'm working on an episode on that now. Mm. Um, and I've mentioned it before, but, you know, like I said, life kind of gets in the way. Yeah. Um, um, there is a man who, and actually, I, 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 you've heard the term Ojeda. Do you know the name Richard Ojeda? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, he's a state senator here. Um, I don't know if you name, do you know the name David Woolsey? Mm, I think you said it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so, so Mr. Woolsey, just for, just for making a post on social media... Um, you know, he, he literally caught the guy on camera on a double line just going around, and he, he makes the statement, and I've been talking to him. I've been trying to get uh, to get him to, to come on, and, you know, there's there's some legal things going on right now. So he said, well, get in touch with my with my attorney. So that's, mm -hmm. that's where I'm at with that. But um, <clears throat> he literally lost his job. You know, he, he, he goes on social media. He, he puts this post of, of Ojeda on... Facebook Live, I think, and he wasn't driving. You know, he just says, "Hey, you know, you're this is your state senator, folks. Mm. Remember that in November or something like that." 
there's you know that he doesn't cuss the man he this is all that's all he says mm-hmm. and then then he it's maybe a 30 second video mm-hmm. so ojeda comes on later that night um spins it um to where the man was driving slowing and sl- i mean he 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 physically he he lies on camera mm-hmm. that they were driving erratically slowing up and that's why he went past them he represents that the guy's driving, and you know the internal investigation. Once the guy's, you know, he he calls, he calls out the guy's employer. He does all of that. He he admits to calling the guy's employer, and the guy's fired the next day. Now the guy who was actually driving, mm-hmm. supposedly speeding up and slowing down, nothing. So this guy this guy uses his free speech, and then he is fired for it. He has, so Ojeda has essentially pursued, um, you know, him and used his power to, to silence him. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy said, you know, my whole life changed. You don't understand how I felt. And so I, I, I want to tell his story. I, I participated in my own protest when Ojeda was at Tamarack, mm-hmm. um, and we, we thought Manchin was going to be there as well, and again, I have issues with that, but the Ojeda team came out and said, hey, he wants to talk to you, he can, and you being the group mm-hmm. of people. It wasn't just me, but <laughs> um, can, can the senator come out and talk to you? Well, some people weren't comfortable with that. They came to me and asked me, and I said, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Is he willing to talk about David Woolsey? I have yet to talk to them. Mm-hmm. They sort of ran like vampires in sunlight. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, News Wars uses uh, the slogan, uh, lies die in the light. Mm-hmm. And I just want to shed light on it, good, bad, or, you yeah. know, otherwise. Um, so that's that's another thing. Um, you know, but, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't hate Elliot Pritt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there were some nefarious things going on at that protest. I think it was a completely staged, fake protest. There were no people to see that protest um, that had anything to do with the president. It wasn't in his route. That's not the way the motorcade traveled. There was one news agency there. Um, there's five minutes of video, and the the problem I have with with Elliot Pritt is that he and the West Virginia Citizens Action Group, which he takes credit for being part of the organizers, Rusty Williams takes credit, who was also in an Ojeda video, by the way, mm-hmm. um, and then um, Alexandria Gallo, who is a field organizer for West Virginia Citizens Action Group. Now, she came up and and. I basically, I basically, um, I saw all the printed signs, so I thought, well, you know, this is a, um, there's more to it than just, just a group of people. As soon as I got out, I heard the, the chant, as soon as I got out of the car, I heard the chant, healthcare is a human right, not just for the rich and white. So, I, I would like, I would like him to um you know to to explain that i'd like to him to go on record and explain 
how that is an okay statement to stand behind, to actually sit there and, and, and yell. Um, I, it's racist. It's, it's racist. And I think it wasn't meant to, uh, to be, you know, for, for any type of justice to be used. I think it was made to stir, to antagonize. You're, you're in a community, and there was a neighborhood 10 seconds from where they were at, but, you know, if you're driving. You know, a lot of people, one of my best friends lost his job, um, a very lucrative job, because of the war on coal. He lost his health care. There were a lot of people who were experiencing hardships in that neighborhood who were white, who, who didn't have health care who had lost their jobs, who, who were being hounded because their, you know, their, their loans were in default. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're up there yelling, health care is a human right, not just for the rich and white. And the same person that organized that, um, you know, that, that was the NAACP there. She was part of the NAACP, Alexandria Gallo. She's also with um, Citizens Action Group. She's also with Our Vote, Our Future. I mean, it's it's just a spider web of all these all these different organizations that still connect back to the same thing, um, and that same thing was Olenskyite, literal people from Chicago, Chicago style things, you know. And, and at what point does a person just? You, she worked for Clean Water Action, which Clean Water Action wasn't just clean water. I mean, politically, if you go back and look at that group. You know, they're, you know the, the Occupy movement, I believe, they were, were part of. Now, what does Occupy have to do with clean water mm-hmm. other than giving people clean water to drink while they're, mm-hmm. while they're protesting? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, again, I, I think there was a lot more to that. And, you know, it, it was just on the surface, she on film. You know, I look and I say, well, who, I, I looked at her and said something like, I just threw out some jargon. I said, are you the A-team leader or something like that? Just to kind of, you know, and... She presented herself, oh, yeah, I am, mm-hmm. on film, on video. Mm-hmm. Nobody was paid. We're all from West Virginia, you know, and so that's why I wanted to call the Citizens Action Group. That's why I got them on audio saying, yeah, she is paid. Yeah, we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we take Soros money. You know, that was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but they said it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, you get that feeling, I mean, that nervous laughter when you ask somebody something, and then... You know, you get that nervous laughter. Maybe it was just such a ridiculous question that it, it invoked, you know, it was comical. But, um, you know, he, he brought that into my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And this is West Virginia. And God willing, it will never be West Venezuela. And I think, you know, he throws a lot of buzzwords out. Um, well, when you're referring to the cannabis movement, he throws out buzzwords, I guess. But, um, you know, it's... You know, he, he throws that all on pro pot and this and that. And hey, you know what? If it can make West Virginia money, if it can in, if it can pay teachers more, if it can make us a staple um, in the nation as far as producing medical cannabis, and if it can help the economy, I don't think I know any Republican who would be against that. Mm-hmm. You know, at at a at a root level. I mean, you know, make it make it controlled by, and it needs to be, you know, make it controlled something like a, a state ABC store used to be here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let the government, you know, ensure that it, it doesn't have harmful pesticides. And, you know, I mean, but, but you know, I don't think profit is a dirty word. It's not. Um, you know, if, if West Virginia can, can take a, 
a negative and turn it into a positive economically socially you know will i mean traditionally when when that kind of stuff happens does it reduce opioid dependency what does it do that kind of stuff i mean yeah there's good and bad with everything mm -hmm. but you know i but that's just one minor little thing but i mean delve a little deeper into socialism at what point are we going to go from you know that to our children belong to the state and things like where I don't know if you've read you know where <coughs> you know they they had people the children praying they would pray to God and they they would receive nothing on their plate at lunch in school and then they would pray to Chavez and then they got the food I've got that pulled up if you'd like me to read it to you but but it's an actual prayer and it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like something that you would just read and it would be like from The Onion, but it's not. So, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, we tried socialism, we're under socialism. You know, it's, it's more than just, you know, getting high. You know, it's, we, you know, I mean, he's, He's a was a former member of the military, and I understand when he says things like, you know, well, we've we've spent so much at war that we could take care of our people, but you know, I, I don't understand how he he doesn't. And I'm not saying that I'm not behind every everything that's ever happened as far as war goes. You know, I'm I'm also a parent whose son. I mean, I, I got to live through sending you know seeing my son go to um, you know Buring Camp Buring. You know, on on the Iraq border there. Um, you know, I, I lived through that. I, I spent months wondering what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've I've had that. But so I'm I'm not I'm not a, a you know a war hawk. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I I don't understand how a member of the military doesn't understand peace through strength. It's worked for a long time, and so I, I just. You know, I, I'm not running for office. I don't. I don't want to do that. I, I want to get to a point where, you know, instead of talking about all the bad things that are going on, I'm I'm, I'm a toy collector. I, I've got a room this size full of nothing but toys. But I would like to get to a point where I'm making blogs and and you know episodes about that mm -hmm. because because there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah. You know, I just I just I just want the radical. Those are the radicals. Mm -hmm. Those are the those are the ones. You know. If I if would I have your trust if I was selling a car to you, and I told you I'm not getting paid for this, I'll sell you this, but I'm not getting paid for it. And then you turn around, you stop by my office a few weeks later, and you see a bill of sale with my commission on it. I mean, I mean, I've got that on video. Yeah. I've got it. He he attacked me on social media after that, and he they do things like. Um, Another candidate that I'm, I'm you know, behind, a, a Republican candidate in Fayette County for the House of Delegates, um, he'll do things like have um, family and friends come across on these posts. And But when you dig into them, you know, they'll represent themselves like their constituents. And, and in a way, I guess they would be. But at the same time, they don't. There's no disclosure that hey, I'm I'm his girlfriend, and I'm I'm you know I'm the I'm the other candidate's girlfriend coming on here. I'm just you know instead I'm just a you know a, a, you know. It, but when you when you point that out and you kind of expose that, then they wither, they go away, mm -hmm. and there's 
there's social media posts I can send you links where you can see that and hundreds of people liking and you know that when you point that kind of stuff out mm-hmm. I mean everybody's got a right to their opinion but if if I'm if I'm representing that I'm something I should be that mm-hmm. you know as much as I can you know mm-hmm. um, and so should he do you think it's interesting that you and him or you and whoever else can come from similar backgrounds and similar circumstances and kind of go in such different directions to find a solution. Here's an interesting thing about Elliot Pritt. Mm. He, before he went into the military, from what I understand now, this is just what I understand about him because as people have kind of heard, you know, just what I I understand about him from from other people is that he was a staunch Republican Mm. before he went into the military. Now, what did he see? What did he do? What opened his eyes? I don't know. Um, I've said it tongue in cheek, but uh, was he sheep dipped and now he's deep stake? I don't know. Um, you know, but that's tongue in cheek. But um, you know, what what happened to the man out there? I, I I don't think I've ever seen you know him him say that. You know, and and maybe you know I'd like to know that. You know, like I said, I don't hate the man. I hate the policy, and and I think when we start attacking the person instead of the policy, then it's probably a good signal that their policy is fairly sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I think bothers a lot of people here in West Virginia about Trump. You know, we're, we're going to talk about, you know, Stormy Daniels mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, what his actual policy is. You know, and, and you know... Mm-hmm. It just again becomes becomes a, a a horse and pony show as opposed to really what we need to make an informed decision on. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're at two hours. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're good. I mean, that's really all the questions that I had, you know, pre-planned to ask you. But is there anything else you wanted to say, or anything you wanted to um, get out there? Or? Yeah, I mean. Um, if you would, if you would get, I mean, if you just do me the service of getting this quote, um, you know, when when you quote me, the, if just um, Bill Clinton is a rapist, Infowars.com. So, <laughs> so uh, other than that, I, okay. but no, no, <laughs> but no uh, I, I mean, you know, just yeah, there there is one thing in all seriousness that I want to get out there um, is that. Um, I see a lot of keyboard commandos, I like to call them that, people who talk about, you know, standing up to socialism, or they put posts out there of, of, you know, adolescent kids being attacked by, you know, older, bigger people. You know, I'm sure you saw the kid who got his his Make America Great Again hat Mm -hmm. taken, he got stuff thrown on him. You know, when that kind of stuff fires you up, it's great to tweet about it, it's great, you know. It's great to, but but you have to have more involvement. You need if it if it fires you up, you need to contact, you know, your your local independent party. You need to contact your, you know, if if you're a conservative, contact, you know, the if you're a Republican, contact your Republicans, you know, the you know representatives. Get out in the field, talk to people. And understand that, you know, that, again, we're, we're more alike than we are different. And, you know, just, just be active. Get out there and, you know, 
one thing I, I, I have against the left is the amount of paid people that that are at these at these rallies. Are they mercenaries or do they have buy-in? Do they understand? You know, when when I see Alexandria Gallo and, and Stephen Noble Smith um, advertise, you know, I, I, I don't want to don't want to misrepresent them, but literally advertise for protesters and activists. Do you have a buy-in? I mean, get out and do it for free. And and because if you don't. And don't complain. Don't complain when when all you have is food stamps and and no economy and your your cousins get out there and fight for your cousins when when they're they're um, hooked on pills and their their life is going down before before you find them dead. Mm-hmm. You know, make a difference. Just just get out and make a difference. And sometimes just the act is is all you need. Um, Sometimes just showing up makes a difference, mm-hmm. and that that's all really all I would actually get out there, other than the Bill Clinton thing. But, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so cool. I hope I, I hope yeah. I gave you what you need. This needed. is fruitful. You got a lot of tape to go through. <laughs> Enjoy it. Was there anything you wanted to ask me, or anything else you wanted to know about what we're doing? Or um, no, I mean I've kind of looked at, at you know at what you have, and you know I know you, you you mentioned slant and stuff. I mean everybody's got slant. I don't you know. Whatever you want, um, as far as using clips, I mean, he can obviously, you know, uh, your partner, if you want to, um, I'd, I'd, you know, use, you know, use what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's what I put it out yeah. there for. So, um, feel free. Sweet. <laughs> Let me get this off. And so there you have it. I really hope that you enjoyed it. It was, um, it was an experience. I appreciate Lovey uh, uh, offering me the opportunity to uh, to voice my opinion and, and maybe to get it out there. Um, so um, thankful for so many things. Um, thankful that uh, regardless of how much attention I, I put on a subject or um, uh, didn't through the years or, um, you know, that, that uh, along the way God sort of still took care of things in the grand scheme of, of things um, you know re- regardless of what you call it um, be thankful for where we are um, you know, whether you view it as an, an indigenous people's day or uh, you say the words Thanksgiving or, or um, you know you're just thankful for the blessings and, and the mercy and, and the grace that you've been shown um, I hope you and yours have a wonderful um, holiday, and um, for see you next time. NeoCrusader.com.